every podcast I say I'm a youth mentor I'm actually creating my own foundation brand brand new this year for me because I have an entrepreneur mindset I want to tackle the things that people haven't tackled so for instance getting the actual premises like really going for it so I've got a local petition that I'm starting you can find it on change.org which is basically turning the old NatWest building on Acton High Street to a youth community complex uh, so I just started a great idea to have a crowdfunding campaign in my local area so go and support us we've got a page and a link for that I just ain't want to sleep that's the thing about being uh, in, you know, an artist and being an entrepreneur. You you make your own schedule. And when you want it as bad as Rosé wanted, you know, it was borderline psychotic. You know, I done heard that for years. But to me, nah, we chasing our dream and we can't go to sleep yet. We could be making progress. Welcome to the Desire to Inspire podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur. And I'm here to bring you my mind, bring you my world and talk about what I do and why I do it. If you take 20% of what I say, you definitely make some change in your life. Today was a great day, I had a good weekend, and um, now I'm literally planning ahead in terms of like what I'm working towards, like kind of taking them small steps. And I saw a quote today, actually, and um, it kind of made sense to kind of everything that I'm building. And obviously everyone knows the quote, it's called Rome wasn't built in a day. And if you want to take small, small steps, you got to understand that these things will actually happen for you. You know, it just takes time and patience. So... You need to believe in what you're doing, no matter what happens on a daily basis. And that's hard, but it's the main thing. That's that's, the, that's all you have is your belief, right? you got to believe it when no one sees it. When people doubt, you got to believe it when you doubt yourself. So it's one of them things that you have to build over time. And, you know, like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, so today was a really good day. In the morning, I got asked to do a presentation in a school in East London and speak about um, Black History Month. So on the weekend, I was doing some slides about two people one person is called clr james and the other person was called marcus garvey and i got a massive massive unit and circle around me mainly mainly being my family so yeah i made calls you know i made calls and i told them what i was doing and they gave me the input so yeah like i didn't know about clr james until my cousin told me you know and obviously marcus garvey was someone that always came up from the day i read my first ever book like that's the first book i read like back to back you know my stepdad gave me that book so and obviously it's good like to understand that obviously the schools care about black history and they care about it more for other races too to understand why it's important and why they need to teach it to children and that no, was really really good so today i went to a school in east london like i said and i done a 10 minute yeah about a 10 minute presentation but they wasn't really engaged it was very 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 quiet very quiet um but yeah i, I like that i like doing stuff like that you know volunteering my time to, you know, make a difference. At the end of the day, I didn't do this to be rich, right? This is generally what I feel like I was born for, so I'm going to do anything I can, go above and beyond. And everything is working towards a, a purpose and a goal, right? It's a vision I'm trying to create. So I'm not here just to work and get up a career ladder or please no one. I'm doing this all for self, so I love it. Like, I've done that. <clears throat> Went to my actual school, done my half my day that I had, which is really good. And I'm just getting to understand um, and know the young people in my school and get to know the characteristics and obviously they're probably reading me too you know but I had like a bit of trouble on Friday where these these boys wanted to run away and not clear the rubbish and part of my job is to uh, supervise at lunchtime and whatever and I'm more or less flexible and for me how I work is I'll rather teach you from doing than saying right and naturally if you're young if you if you're a teenager 
if you tell your children A, they'll do B, just to test the boundaries, literally, like, they just want to see what's going to happen after these, you know, so-called threats or orders or whatever you put on them. So, uh, these boys ran away and then I obviously caught the girls there that were sitting with them and they said, oh, yeah, they ran away, but they had to clean it. They weren't happy. And I said, fine, look, like, these boys need to understand that, you know, cleaning the rubbish is not hard, right? And it's your food, you know? So, I said, cool, on Monday on the weekend, I was like, okay, I'm going to give these guys a drilling because... I'm a nice guy, I definitely am, and I give a lot of leeway, I let them be free and have fun. But there's limits, right? You got you can't test boundaries too much and you have to understand that I'm here to, you know, get to know you and be friendly. That's just my nature. But at the same time, I'm definitely here to be firm. Um, so went up to all of them at lunch and I just said, look, you have been caught on the camera running away. Like, what's going on? Oh, they tried to deny it, obviously, yeah. But I said, fine, like, so whatever, we've, we've seen it now. This is what's going to happen. You're all going to get 60 each if this happens again. It's simple. The girls, it's not fair on them. They got clear your rubbish. And most of them was fine. They didn't answer back. You know, some, like I said, they tried to deny it and try to say, oh, it wasn't me or it wasn't my rubbish. And So at the end of the day, that's what needs to be done. I'm cool. I definitely am cool. But for me, how I work is that I, I give you the opportunity to do the right thing. You know, I make you understand, you know, what you're doing and, and why this is happening. You know, we're not just going to come here and because you don't listen punish that's what I don't do I don't really like to do that right um so yeah I have to pull up a few of them as well like the other week as well but the end of the day um children read you I'm reading them and this is how I move I want to know that okay Mr. Buck is okay you know he has boundaries too you know so yeah it was a really good day today I really enjoyed it and you know for me I want to go into this this spiritual part you know because part of me is spiritual and I feel like I believe in the law of attraction wholeheartedly. I definitely believe in it. I, I genuinely believe in like building your 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 willpower muscle and your and you know all of that stuff is all in your mind. Everything starts with the mind first, and then you got to create it after. So for me, it's like I went out for this this role for inclusion, and I ended up doing bits and bobs, which is fine because I love it. I love being in the class. I love being in the office. I love you know a variety of different age groups. This is great, but. I generally felt at the time I was more deserving, right? And then the person even who who I was up against said the same thing. So I said, okay, like this is, you know, you know, this is what's gonna happen, you know. So whatever happened, happened. He, he started, I started. I ended up doing what I was doing, and I was happy doing it. To be fair, um, and then when stuff came up, I was like, okay, let me work to do this. And I know that you know, if anything comes up, I'll be the first portal call. And again, I think subconsciously I was kind of acting like that, right? So I started to do the lunchtime supervision as extra. I didn't have to do it. Uh, so I was doing that for a while, but I was never short-sighted. What I've learned from the millionaire middle class is that um, successful people think long-term. They don't think moment to moment. They think, okay, how can this help me long-term? And um, long story short, this supervision, a lot of staff have not done it. They've not liked it. Um, a lot of people are scared you know, of the youth when they want to implement authority and stuff. And I asked someone today, and she was actually a sixth form, so it was fine. She wasn't really a teacher or anything, but... I asked her, I was like, like, what, what, like, why don't you go around and tell people what to do? And it's like, oh, you know, like, I'm scared, you know. D- to be honest, I'd be putting my hand up and say, I'm scared, right? But for me, because I genuinely believe I was born an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs have to be fearless, right? They feel the fear as well, don't, don't get me wrong, but they're not going to be controlled by the fear where it paralyzes them, right? You're going to get it to move you, like Grant Cardone says. So, yeah, it was like, I had to just tell some of the, because let's get some, like, six formers and some like students that do help out and stuff and I'm kind of telling them but they're like obviously they're scared in it but it is what it is um and obviously one of the guys was like oh I don't want to be hated I'm just like 
that need to be liked can actually be a paralyzer. Um, everybody, you know, man, you know, child, whatever, young person, that you need boundaries. There's a massive book. I haven't read it yet. And I just kind of was thinking about it today, the art of saying no, right? And I just take it back to like, when I talked to girls, I remember one time, I'll never forget this, like I was like obviously flirting or whatever, chatting to her. And then I was like, okay, this is the time to ask for the number, right? And I was like, literally in my head, yeah, like I don't like no, I'm being honest with you, like I don't like no, I don't know how to react to it. It makes me freeze. Just in any situation, this is just one situation. And I was like, oh babe, can I have your number? She was like, no, like direct no, there's no excuses. There's no. She just said no straight. And I was like, why? She goes, just no. And I didn't even feel that bad. I was like, this, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was like but you know at the end of the day what the point I'm making is that we have to get numb to the feeling of rejection and be- make it become a fuel and I feel like a lot of people you know and it's a natural thing I feel to have fear right but it's what you do with the fear right it's what you do with the fear you can feel the fear there's actually another book I haven't read it though um, it's called feel the fear and do it anyway right which means that the feeling and the, and, and, and the thought whatever is going through your, your body and your mind at the time is indicators to do something or do nothing. And I genuinely believe that. So when they come, it's like, you've got to really think about it. But, you know, long story short, it's like, I knew that they needed help, short staff with the supervision. I just done it. I wasn't thinking about how much money it was. I wasn't even, you know what I mean? And then going out my way to just know that, okay, whatever problems, because everybody has problems, right? They need or anybody needs, be the person, be committed, be on time, be trustworthy, let them know they can rely on you. And I feel like that was the key, right, for me. I didn't know what was going to happen in the long run. So the, the long story short is like, I was always putting my energy into that, meaning that I'll go to the office where the guy was, I'll speak to him, I'll get to see what he does. Um, and I get to kind of like, you know, build this kind of like, I call it like the force field energy, right? And I was like, just just taking things serious, basically. Yeah, I was coming in in a suit and a tie. I was like being polite. I was like, you know, Still doing what I got to do, knowing that, oh man, the guy that I was up against is there every single day. But I said, look, let me use that as a fuel, you know, apply for other jobs outside, didn't get them. I was doing other things. And what I learned is that once I start doing things outside, it's like the schools take it a bit personal, right? It's never personal, right? We've we got to pay our bills, we've got to live. Um, so we need something more stable, something, you know. So I knew that when I was doing these things, I saw a change in behavior in the staff. And I was like, okay, this is fine, like, you know. And... I genuinely believe opportunities come to those who create it and I definitely created this opportunity, um, you know, in terms of like just doing what needs to be done and then when the opportunity comes, it will come. So the person that I was up against is leaving and, you know, uh, the staff came up to me and was like, look, we want you to do it. Like, I was just like thinking, yeah, like that. It, this whole science of trust and it all works. It's not fake, like literally. And if you fix yourself to something, it depends. I wasn't even fixed myself to doing that but I would fix myself to being around being doing my job well you know in terms of being on time being trustworthy and then as soon as opportunity comes it comes to you imagine that right but we have to work twice as hard I generally 100% believe that and I work my, I worked hard I, I don't complain I take things as it is and I try my best to learn from every situation good or bad and that's the kind of mentality I had you know and look what happened like I came full circle and now next week I'll be doing the job that I applied for that I didn't get but I ended up sticking around and it just goes to show you, if you don't get what you want, yeah, it's not the be or end all. And it just takes from you understanding people and I'll be honest with you, right? I understand people at a certain level in terms of psychology, in terms of what people want and need and I think in their perspective always and I look at it and I think, okay, how could this change? How could that change? Or 
what can we do better? What could we not do? And I feel like just, you got to say yes until you can say no. I genuinely believe that. And I believe that, okay, like, can you do this? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. Because you you're not in that position of authority or power to actually have anything or any change. So that's kind of the situation I was in. And it's really, really true that opportunities definitely come to those who create it. Um, and energy is real. Energy is power. Um, have you ever been in a room, right? And you can just feel someone's sadness or, you, or, or someone comes to you and smiles. You can feel the joy. You can feel it. It's energy. We pass on energy. When you have sex, you pass on energy. Energy is 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 great, right? So, for me, I, I got to understand that, and you know, understand the law of attraction in a practical terms, in terms of your thinking, in terms of your actions. Um, and again, if you build it over time, you get the results. Going back to the compound effect. Um, but for me, you know, end of the day, I don't take life for granted. I genuinely believe I was born a miracle. Don't want to go into my story. I'll talk about another day in the podcast. But my brother died, my oldest brother, right, on my dad's side. And he died during lockdown and he died. And then I just, you know, when he died, I just realized that, okay, like, what's my life going to be like that when I go? Or, you know, like, what are people going to say when I die? Oh, I remember saying to my auntie, like, I want people to say nice things about me at my funeral. Like, you know, and even all these people that I'm talking about, like, it's all resonating in life. I was just thinking, like, everyone's born with this gift, like, as a baby. And they can become what they want to become, right? And see a lot of James, Marcus Garvey. All these people were born and they died and now they live on for centuries. They died centuries ago, uh, hundreds of years ago or whatever it is. And they're still talkable today. So key in life, I tell anybody, is impact. You know, Gary Vee says it, legacy is better than currency. It's great to make a lot of money, but materialistic things, you can't take them when you die. You know, your values, your belief, your characteristics, your personality. These are the things that people are going to remember, the things you say, the things you do. You know, people are so caught up in, yeah, I've got this many views in this much time. And yeah, you know, I'm doing this and it's great, right? And that's why I've done this. I wanted to have impact. I wanted to have something that was separate from wealth. And don't get me wrong, I want wealth too, right? But we need to have, well, for me anyway, I needed to have some other thing that to focus on than just wealth, right? I'm going to be wealthy, right? Because I've been working hard long enough, right? It just takes one day. But... At the same time, I want to have something fulfilling, something rewarding, something I feel like I'm making a difference. Like, you know, the conversation I'm having is youth. I can just see the way they respond to me is so open and so trustworthy that they, they ain't really seen no one like me because I have the, the, the balance between having authority and em empathy and showing I care. You know, children can see through the BS, right? So if, you're, if you care, you don't have to say it. Like, they can see it, you know? And they tell you the truth straight away, you know? So... They always want to say what's on their mind. They're never going to, you know, tell you what you don't want to hear. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. So that's why it's even key to be around the youth because they tell you exactly what it is. Part of the organization is going there, speaking, knowing how we can help and listening to the dialogue, listening to the conversations, listening to what kids care about. The amount of time today or even just last week I heard kids say, I hate school and da, da, da. I made a little quote today. Like, I like to just drop these random, literally random quotes and let people understand. I was young too, right? And I said the same thing. I hated school. Like I hate, especially because I wasn't hugely academic. I got things wrong. Like I hated it, yeah? But I never forget, yeah? My auntie's boyfriend, yeah, at the time, I was probably going to the house all the time. I was like, oh, I hate school and all this stuff. And he's like, look, school, when you're there, you hate it, right? Every day of it. But when you leave, you realize it's the best days of your life in reflection. And that's the truth, man, especially secondary school. Because when you get older, that's the moment in time you can remember. Them five years, from 11 to 16 are so, so key in terms of your adolescence. A lot of your memories, a lot of the first things you've done all comes from that that that, that time period. Um, so, so, so key. And I feel like today, 
It was very good because I can actually act as a mentor, control the behavior and understand the youth. And I just I just love it. I genuinely, I'll be honest with you, I'd never get up in the morning and think, oh, I've got to go to work. That feeling, I felt like that for years, right? And I wanted to have something that I don't mind committing to while I'm building my dream. And it's, and, it's, and it's connected. You know, I'm building a foundation for the youth and working with the youth. And at the end of the day, it's about the relationships you form that makes you truly great. So who you have around you, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you talk to the most. So while I'm, you know, building up whatever I'm building in terms of like foundation and business and any sort of like my mindset, whatever it is, I spend daily, weekly building my relationships around me. For instance, this week I've got a meeting with another youth organization in my area. We're going to go and have a sit down. Um, I've connected another person who's doing a um, fundraising um, campaign for a building just like me. She's open to help. So again, I'm trying to learn through the process and she's really helping me. And I'm trying to allow, analyze this, this because I finished it now, this 30 day, sorry, the 30 calls masterclass, six week masterclass by Ryan Leslie and literally sitting down putting a lot of effort this thing is not no just do it it's done it's something you got to look at and understand and go through it again and again and again especially me my retention is not great um and my attention is not great but at the same time i know that so now i've got to spend more time on it um but yeah man I just, this is a great day like i came back like nice i just finished you know doing that now on the laptop um we made some notes you know on the weekend i was doing some extra I do some extra work in the weekend to, to you know, save and whatever. So I was working in this park in the cold and everyone was complaining. I was like, look, how can I use your time? How can I use my time well, right? There's a massive line that says, you know, you can either be a time investor or a time consumer. So people invest their time on Instagram, on, you know, phones and chasing chicks and whatever you want to do, you can do. Everyone has their own work-life balance. But I genuinely believe, you know, I was, I was, I'm a workaholic, right? Which means that I will do whatever it takes to build a better future. So in five years, I can thank the future Jerome. And for me, um, I understand what it takes. I know what it takes. We have to have a lot of discipline, a lot of sacrifices, and people aren't going to understand you. You're going to spend a lot of time alone, but you need to literally be focused enough that every time you look at people, you want to compare yourself, but you shouldn't. Because for me... I, I'm glad I don't have any other focus but this. I feel like that's my biggest weapon, right? Um, I can get up every day and just focus on this every day and I mold and mold and mold and mold and mold and every time I'm aware, it's great because I'm like, okay, what's this for? Why did it come up? Like, you know what I mean? So I love it. I love it. I definitely love that, that you know, I literally love the process of it all because um, I know the gold's going to come. You know, it's not, it's again, back to the belief, man. It's not you no know, ego thing. It's like end of the day, I know who I am. I know what, what it takes right now. I'm actually building my leverage through my relationships. I find out what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, how I can actually meet people to counteract that. Um, and I'm spending the time to have the right people around me uh, so we can, you know, meet each other's objectives. So along with, um, you know, this meeting um, this week and along with the talk today, I'm going to have a meeting with uh, some of the young black um, students in my school and we're going to talk about race, which is which is amazing, right? Because I had an amazing conversation with uh, a senior staff member today. And I just, I can tell authentic people, right? I think what's one advantage about being streetwise and is that you can tell like what people are like. You know, like, 
in terms of that, you know, looking in the eyes and understanding, you know, what feeling or emotion they're trying to portray when they're speaking. You could tell if they're fake, and you you can just tell. I just got certain vibes and again back to the energy. And I need to drop a book. This book is amazing. I picked up because I wanted to understand energy on a, a big level. Um, and it's called The Energy Codes uh, by Sue Morton. Please go and get that book. If you're into energy and the law of attraction and thinking things into existence, it's real. It's actually real. And I think what stops people is ignorance, is, is the lack of belief. And again, I always go back to like all of these books and I go over it and over it again and again and again. And I was going through some stuff like the 10 distinctions between the millionaire and middle class. And I was going through the millionaire booklet by Grant Cardone. And um, yeah, through that, I was like, listening to some of the stuff, putting notes on my phone. I spent five hours. Um, yeah, I spent five hours while I was working doing that because I wasn't really being supervised. And I just realized that, look at what I consumed in them hours. Like, instead of spending five hours complaining about the cold and rain and, you know, end of the day, we're, I'm building a future. So I understand and know myself enough to know I'm a workaholic, to know, you know, I like working and whatever it is. So... I even put a, a WhatsApp status today and I was like, look, I'm going to be a millionaire in five years. Anyone screenshot this and in five years' time, show me this and hold me accountable. I want you to back me up and say, look, you said this five years ago. Like, and now I'm like, okay, I like that. I love chips. I love chips, like chips on my shoulder. People tell me, no, you can't do that. Or how's that going to happen? They're giving the biggest fuel in the world. So I'm like, okay, let's make it happen. That's the whole point. So... Yeah, this podcast is real great, man. I love like venting. I love putting the motivation, the inspiration and the quotes and all the stuff that's helped me. That's the whole point. And anyone can listen to this. And like I said at the beginning, 20%, you definitely will make some progress. And this is stuff I've actually done. So along with this podcast, I've got um, Why Conversations Matter podcast, which is connected to the brand of the book, but it's open for anyone that has an intellectual mind and wants to speak about entrepreneurship or anyone that wants to speak about business but even then I like, for me like i don't really like to just talk about my interests like if you have a topic like i'll really dive into that i generally feel i'm a conversationalist which means that i can talk about anything and everything for however long whoever with i can talk to old people i can talk to children i can talk to my peers that's just the kind of person i am i kind of understand um the the science of conversation um to a certain level and that's why i'm reading that book you know because i feel like i generally need to you know, understand the dialogue and the conversation and all of this stuff. And yeah, I think now nowadays you can become what you want to be, right? You go on Amazon, you get books, you read it, you study, you apply, you change your life, right? Very, very easy. Go on YouTube, watch a video, go on Google, you've got the information. There's, there's literally nothing stopping you today but yourself. Like, there's no gatekeeper no more. There's, you can't blame anybody but yourself. If you put your enough time into something, eventually you're going to reap the fruits of your labor. Like, that's a fact. The most common thing is people stop. People stop and people think that they need to do everything themselves. So there's an old line that says, you're a jack of all trades, master of none. So it's not easy. Don't, don't get me wrong. But to have credible people skills and people management skills, once you get people around you and understand how to deal with conflict, it's, 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 it's a learned thing. You know, no one knows how to do it. And I feel for me, I'm not going to run away from anything. I know when I start like anything, I say, look, if we have problems, we're going to have problems. Like, how are we going to deal with it? I'm pre, you know, I'm preing it. I'm making sure that before anything happens, we kind of know in our head how we're going to solve it, what we're going to do. Is it open? Is it honesty? Is it just a conversation? Is it, you know, the, the main thing for me is to understand why problems happen, how we can move past it so it stops us, so it doesn't stop us being consistent. That's always been a thing for me. 
Um, so that's always going to be a thing when you work with people, 100%. Right, right, right. So yeah, man, I'm going to leave you with this. Keep going, keep growing, and never be hiding knowledge and always be a forever student and always build on where you go wrong. And most of the time, things are going to go wrong. That's just part of it.